Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. How are your relationship coach? Your guide on the side. Today, we are talking, I think, probably one of the most important relationships ever. And I'm saying that as a father with a daughter. Father-daughter relationships. In fact, my very city is offering a father-daughter activity. What is it? I don't know. It's a dance. A father-daughter dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to call my son-in-law and ask if I could <laughs> if take wanted my to daughter go. to a dance. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a little weird. Kind so of, I, yeah. I, I decided not yeah. to. But it's a cute idea. You know, dads taking their daughters. I, I went on a father-daughter activity with my daughter uh, once at church. Is there an age limit? No, I don't think there is. There's no limit to the father-daughter love. I was going to say, you don't stop being a father. You no. don't stop being a daughter. Yeah. Well, legally, you can sever the legal relationship. Am I correct? Non-attorney, but studying um, to be one. You'd have to ask someone else. Very good. See? <laughs> <laughs> we got you trained. That You're pretty good, good now. now. I'm working on it. On the board today, Juan Mikares is pushing the buttons, making the sound and the voice, this uh, incredible sultry voice, go out over the air. Uh, um it's just hard to even say that without smiling. Also in the house, Michael Pond. I was going to call you Miguel. Michael Pond. Is Aaron back there? Aaron's Aaron's back I'm there. here. I'm here. Hey. Hey, um, uh, you guys, uh, talk about your father-daughter relationships. You know, that's really funny. Amazing. It's your whole great. panel is completely disqualified. Yeah, he's not here the one day. Day. Sean's here. How come the, father, Sean but... has four daughters and a lovely wife, and yet he's the only one that doesn't have a microphone? Oh, well. He told us to take care of it all. So. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's going to save it for later in the show. That's what producers do. Oh, they yeah. sit back uh-huh. and watch it go. They just watch it flow or fall or Burn. whatever's happening. Hey, we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to have Meg Meeker. Dr. Meg Meeker is going to be joining us. She is um, an author. She'll be talking about uh, the importance of fathers in the lives of their daughters. Also on the show a little bit later, uh, Scott and Becky McIntosh will be on the show. Scott's like known as Super Dad. He's the guy that wore short shorts because his daughter used to wear so short funny. shorts. And so he decided he'd teach her a lesson by, you know, sporting some short shorts. And so I guess that's why Aaron's got his own pair of short shorts on, which is fantastic. Do you like them? Not really. I'm no, glad what, he's what? in the booth a yeah, little farther yeah, away from They're us. underneath the table. And I'm glad he's sitting down because there's some things you don't need to look at. <laughs> They're hot pink. And you need some tan on those legs oh, before you get married in a month. Oh, come on. No, just some tan. Spray tan or should Shave I actually go off. for it? I don't think it matters. Too. I would just, any color. I'm any, spray tanning <laughs> that sucker. Yeah. Okay. Just, also take a razor. That, oh, that might, come on. Yeah. A little too much hair. I it's, thought that It's no. kind of weird. But the, you know what's weird about Aaron's legs, just interestingly? Hmm. Just how they're rubbed off in certain places. Like, there's just little splotches, yeah. splotches all over of just, you know. Bald, no, spots. Aaron, bald spots. Aaron's legs on BYU Radio. That's compelling radio right there. That right there, by the way, is going to make, uh, that's going to be a clip. (laughs) We just made the clip reel right there. Hey, so we're going to, so you two, now we had a special assignment for you two. I have a feeling it may have gone sideways. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Did it it, it work? You know, it it worked pretty well. What was the assignment? 
So, you know, I don't have any sisters. I don't have any daughters. Uh, Aaron has a sister, but we went out and we wanted to understand better what a daughter-father relationship was, was let, like. Let me just ask really quickly. Um, did you end up talking to more fathers or daughters? We talked it to mostly daughters. Isn't that the weirdest? That is so strange. You went out on the campus to talk, to do a father-son's man on the street, man on the street. It was not a father-son. It was father-daughter. Well, I know. Ironically, I know, but it's just weird that you got significantly more females. Than males. Well, because I a, think he was multitasking here. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm he was doing. I likey the Mikey. He wants to keep that segment alive. It's a great segment. He well, only got like three numbers. Is that a that's decent, right? That's just, yeah, that's weird. Uh. But um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just. Hey, next time maybe we ought to send somebody that wants to. Let's send Maddie out. Yeah, right. she'll bring home guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, so what'd you find out? Man on the street. This is Mike Pond and Aaron Evans in the field for the Matt Townsend Show. And we're going to ask people what their fathers mean to them and what kind of relationship do they have with their dad. So what are some things that you learned from your father? Um, I think honesty and respect. Um, he And love. He was so loving. Yeah. What, what kind of influence has your father had on you that's made you the person who you are today? I think he... He's been such a good example um, of loving my mother. I know what to expect, I guess. And so by me seeing that, I know what to expect for myself. Um, My dad always taught me to be a hard worker, and he really pushed that. And one thing that I really appreciated is that he made sure that we were his number one priority. And he spent time at home, and he taught us, and he taught us to work hard, and he worked with us. So that was, I appreciate that. Um, it's really important to me. He's always there and I'm always able to go to him if I have any questions or I need advice. He's there with. So what does your relationship with your father mean to you? Um, absolutely everything. Like he's the one that I want to make proud. He's the one that I want to be excited about my life. And he's the one who I go to for approval. What are some things that you've learned from your father? I think my dad has taught me how to work hard, how to sacrifice and just I've never met someone who's given more and more humble, and so that's what I've learned from my dad. From my dad, I've learned how to work really hard, uh, to love people, and and to give them everything you have. My dad is my biggest support, and I I can count on him for anything. Yeah, what are some things that you've learned from your dad? I've learned how to work hard. He definitely illustrates um, how to live your life with a good work ethic. I've also learned how to be wise with my finances. I've learned how to uh, prioritize family in my life and I've also come to recognize the value of service because of how I've seen my dad try and help other people. Oh man, where to begin? Um, He's just a really good example of dedication and hard work. I guess that would be the biggest thing. For me, it's always been a support in my life to have him there. He's always been a role model, a good example as far as spiritually, temporally, kind of has shown me what I deserve when I'm looking for a spouse. Um, I think love's one of the greatest qualities because that's what God shows to us is just love and also stern at the same time because we can't always have what we want. What do you think are some good qualities that a man needs to be a good father? Well, there's a lot, but I would say be, have patience. My dad is really patient with all his kids and his wife, and he has a million things to worry about, but he's always patient. And I think the number one thing is just have love for your family so 
what kind of relationship did you observe between your father and your sister? Um, I see that the way that my dad treats my little sisters is it's more caring, more generous. You know, she still he still teaches them the same principles, but but uh, there's a special connection that they have because it's it's just something more genuine. What are some things that you've learned from your dad? Um, he's my one of my soccer coaches, so I've learned lots of soccer skills from him. So I see you've got at least two daughters here. Uh, how do you raise your daughters uh, differently? Well, I try to be an example for them and, and let them know how much I love them by the time that I give them, whether it's uh, being involved in their athletics, helping coach both of their soccer teams, their school projects, um, being involved uh, with their school assemblies and so forth. So whatever I can do to be a part of my daughter's lives by giving them time. What are some things that that you learned from your dad? Um, He stuck to things. Um, He was a perfectionist, but um, he and I both discussed that because I'm a perfectionist, and we decided that perfectionists are a good thing because they get things done. And I learned about being honest in my labors and about serving because he really was a a serve people. We have a candy store in Boise called Lee's Candies, and he... He gave away a lot of stuff. When he was bishop, uh, there was widows in the ward and people where he'd give candy away. And we still had profit, but, you know, he, he was, and he'd serve. He'd go and help people with a lot of things. So, good man. So cool. Yeah, it was a real neat experience. Uh, now, one day you might marry one of these ladies. But quite possibly. And then have to meet their father. There's there's a lot of expectations there to be a good dad. I was... Uh, it seems like there was a theme. Yeah, there was there was a few. Uh, one theme I heard, hard work. Oh, yeah. My dad's a hard worker. He taught me how to work hard. Yeah. Slave driver dads. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Is that what we're known for? Just the slave driver dad. Hmm. I'm not going to have that one. I don't I don't know that I've taught my <laughs> kids to work because I, yeah, I. but my daughter, what have I, that's weird because you don't have to face this. Not Sean has way. to face it every day. What have you taught your kids, Sean? What would your daughters if they got on the if they I got have on a segment there? coming up? I know, but I want to know what your daughter would say to these two lugs. Um, <laughs> we, that we, I've taught them humor. There you go. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. I, I think it's very important. Do you think that? How old's your oldest? My oldest is fifteen. Yeah. So Mike ought to stay away from her. Yeah. Okay. You got that, Mike? I know Mike. Come on. You got that, Mike? I'm writing it down. He's too old. Write that down. Three more years. She's only a, she, she'll be a sophomore next year, so that's, you know. Yeah, stay away. Yeah. Uh, well, this is cool. Aaron, what, what, what's another one that you saw out there? What's uh, another comment? Love, love is something that yeah. I think is really was interesting because you can correct with love and it will be taken the right way, but if you just are very stern all the time and don't do it with love, then there'll become a negative relationship with your father or yeah. with anyone for that matter. So that's great. Love. You wouldn't, I mean, again, but it's also interesting these kids are hearing it. They're getting it. Yeah. They're picking up on it. They're getting the message. It's getting through. Was it uh, Was it hard to get people to talk? Actually, was no. was an easier topic? It was pretty easy. One every, person said no. Out One of, person. Usually it's about a 20% success rate, but every yeah. single person I talked to wanted to say something about their dad. Did anyone say anything person. like really negative, like... My dad blank and blank and blank and and that was the thing. These girls loved their daddies. Nobody had cool. anything negative to say. It was all positive, good stuff. That's great. 
Juan, did you just say one minute or did you just say you've got something to say? One minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to say. <laughs> you just stuck your finger up like, I got something. My index finger. Okay. That, oh, actually, yeah. you were giving me one minute. Because um, it's a really interesting dynamic about this parenting thing. And you're going to get it. So today on the show, we're talking father-daughters. But part of this really is I'm just trying to prime the pump for Father's Day. I mm. want people to be thinking of Father's Day uh, because, you know, you've got, what, two weeks still? So I'm looking for something more than a tie. But you could right now on today's show, you're going to be learning about the importance of fathers. A lot of times I think we're overlooked, you know, because mothers do such an incredibly, obviously incredible job. But uh, the rest of, you know, sometimes as dads, we kind of the are overlooked. Important role too. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're talking to a pro. Dr. Meg Meeker will be joining us. She's the author of the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. Hey, dads out there, put your ears on. When we come back, we're going to be learning everything we need to be doing with our daughters to make sure they grow up healthy, strong, safe while they're under uh, under our wings. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with Dr. Meg Meeker right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here. Today, we are talking about the daddy-daughter relationship. Hey, fathers out there, do you have any idea how important you are to the healthy, successful growth of your children, your daughters, uh, especially today is what we're talking about? Now, which says, you know, we need to pick up our game. And there's a lot to learn. I know I have I have one daughter and five sons. And um, I learned a lot. My daughter was my oldest, by the way. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned, uh, I actually, it's the first time I ever had to remove a frog-eyed macaroni nugget. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) Frog-eyed, we had a frog-eyed salad, and my daughter happened to have shoved a bunch of these little noodle nuggets up her nose. I don't know what you call it. Frog-eyed pasta. Is that what it's called? Pasta? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that's where I learned that if you make them laugh and you time it properly It'll and you close right one nostril, boom, projectile. Make sure you have the camera ready, though. Yeah. Yeah. See, back then we weren't thinking cameras. You ha- we no. were thinking save the child. Well, okay. See, but today still, I would grab a camera. Still, you have to have ammunition later in life. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't make me release this. Yeah, Don't exactly. make me put this out on YouTube. <laughs> um, Actually, I saw a quote the other day. It said, I loved the fact that I lived in the 70s because... I did all my bad stuff before the internet happened. That's so true. I would be in a lot of trouble right now. Actually, I'm already in trouble. Uh, but joining us today on the phone, Dr. Meg Meeker is here. Now, Meg has, I think, a very special background to help us as dads uh, to understand our daughters and really to understand, I think, how important our role can be with them. Uh, Meg Meeker is a doctor and medical doctor. She has been for the last 25 years practicing as a pediatric and adolescent um, physician while also helping parents and teens to communicate more deeply about some very difficult subjects. She's the author of the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. She's been on every news show you can imagine from the Today Show, the CNN, uh, Dateline with Katie Couric, The O'Reilly Factor, and now, by the way, (laughs) The Matt Townsend Show, which will get her... Pretty much 
nowhere. And um, but Dr. Meg, what I've been um, dying is to talk to her about is she's not just a doctor. She's not just an author. She's also the mother of four grown children. So she's succeeded. They're out of the house, probably. And uh, she is also currently shares a medical practice with her husband, Walter, in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, Dr. Meg Meeker, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Matt. You I bet. love your uh, story about your daughter and the um, and the pasta. Isn't That's that great? Terrific. Now, how many times as a doctor did you see that? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, if I had a nickel for every peculiar thing that I pulled out of a kid's ear or something, I'd be wealthy. Isn't that funny? They just it's the, but it's cute. But that's where I it learned is, it. Yeah, it is. It is cute, but. Uh, it's not, kind of a nuisance, yeah. though, as a parent. Not so good for you, right? As a as a not doctor, so good. Not but you know, so hey, good. hey, it kept you. You know, probably put some of your kids through school. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's a that's a positive way of looking at it. There's there's always a positive light. So, Doctor Meeker, teach us now. How does a pediatrician turn to author about a you know a father daughter book? How did that get there? Well, it, it really, truly is a God thing. Um, you know, I never set out to write books. Uh, I, I set out to practice medicine with my husband. In uh, 1990, we moved to northern Michigan from New England because we wanted to, to work together. But in the 90s, as our daughters were growing up, it was very disturbing to me how hypersexualized our kids were, you know, yeah. um, being uh, with the media and that kind of thing. So I started giving lectures on how bad that is for kids and how tough it is for kids. And literally a publisher heard me speak and asked if I wanted to write a book, and that's how my writing Boom. career was launched. With Fathers and Daughters, I really was inspired to write this book for a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, I had a, a dad who was really terrific. You know, he made a lot of mistakes, um, but he got all the big stuff right. And my husband really was terrific with our three grown daughters. That's great. 30 down to 26 now. But the other reason I, I wrote it, because I felt very strongly that dads are so maligned and marginalized in the media and our culture. And when I started to look around, I was recognizing that the girls who had dads involved in their lives were doing a whole lot better than girls who really didn't have much totally. contact with their dad. So I thought, you know what, somebody needs to address this and write about dads and do look at the research and really teach these men that no matter who you are or what you're doing in your daughter's life, I mean, you're, you're far more important than you'd ever realize. So that's really how it's the book so is true. Born. Well, and I see it just in my own life and a lot of times I, I was a kind of a lay leader, I guess we'll call me, of a of mm-hmm. a religious group of young adults. And mm-hmm. so uh nineteen, eighteen to thirty one. And um as I as I talked to some of the young the younger women, these young adult women, a lot of those that were struggling struggling with, you know, having inappropriate relationships or getting in and, and doing things that they shouldn't be doing or, or cutting on themselves and having emotional issues. So many of them, I'd always just say, so tell me about your family. Tell me about your family life. And invariably, I would hear their dads weren't present. Their dads weren't around. And yeah. I started thinking, is there? And so I myself went and researched it. There's a very powerful co- uh, correlation, isn't there? Oh, unquestionably. And I tried, and I lay a lot of that out in my book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. 
Um, and the thing that has really been overwhelming for me is the positive response I've gotten from men and from dads who will say, you know, A, thank you for saying something nice about me, but B, I had no idea how my daughter saw me. For instance, one of the data points that I think is very intriguing is the number one way to boost a girl's self-esteem is not by finding her to a tutor to get her grades better or find her a you know, ballet class or, or find her an activity that she can excel at. But the number one way is to have dad give her more physical affection. Real, yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, here we have parents all across the country trying very hard to do the right thing by their kids, and we're missing it. It's right under our noses. And, and it's so simple. It's just hugs. It's, so, it's Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because to a young girl in her teens who feels very ugly, very awkward, very wrong about many, many, many things, when her dad comes along and hugs her and affirms her, you know, her world changes. And dads don't get that. But what I try to do in the book is help dads come behind their daughter's eyes and see how their daughter oh. sees them. And, um, and, I, and I think, you know, I, I, I think I did that. You I, know. Yeah. God did that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so big. Um, I, even with, but I, I also can kind of get it because, too, you know, it's one thing I would wrestle with my daughter. We'd play G.I. Joe. I, I call it G.I. Joe. We were really playing Barbie. And, yeah. um, but we'd play all these fun games. But, and it was easy to play with her and, and hold her and give her that affection. Then she turned into a young woman. Right. And you think, yikes, I better be careful. Okay, got to be careful. But then yeah. I'm thinking, what is my daughter thinking the minute she's, I'm rejecting that? Exactly. And one of the things I found is, is that right when a daughter needs her dad the most, which is those, pubertal, those yeah. early pubertal and teen years, is right when dads start to back out because they think, you know, wait a minute, she's given me signals that she doesn't want me to hug her, she doesn't want to be with yeah. me, so okay, I'll just pull away, give her her space, and we'll regroup when she's 18. And that actually is just the worst thing you can do oh. for a daughter, because all of her negative signals, I don't want to be hugged, don't come near me, have nothing to do with dad, they're everything to do with her. And they are an expression of how uncomfortable she feels with her body. So when she sees dad back off and she doesn't like herself, <laughs> guess what happens? She starts to feel, gee whiz, see, yeah. I'm really not worth a whole lot. Well, and you think about it, you could just totally load up some of these, you know, the body image issues. And I bet this is what you saw a lot in clinical practice is and working with in the hospitals and things is, Suicide attempts, yep. you know, body dissatisfaction, depression, things like that. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've taken care of it all. And I think, you know, people say, well, how does a pediatrician write a book like this? You know, I've literally sat and listened to thousands of kids um, talk about life and their parents and their struggles. And I've taken care of kids with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, um, and I have seen over and over and over those who have a, a dad who just says, you know, I don't really know what to do here, but I'm willing to try. That's an enormous hmm. turning point for a daughter and um, really helps get her back on track. It's, uh, I was reading some of your the stuff on the website. And anybody out there in listener land, go to megmeekermd.com, megmeekermd.com. Dot com, Just a great website with a, a lot of blogs and writings and articles and videos, just a ton of stuff, I think, that can help anybody there. I was looking on there, and one of the things I read was that girls with doting fathers are more assertive. Yes. 
And, yeah. and what that tells me that I must have nailed it because nobody's more assertive than my 20-year-old daughter. There you go. She, like, owns See? the place. Yes, yes. And that's so critical. And I know that that's hard for a lot of mothers to hear. Uh, it's interesting because since I've been out there speaking for dads and encouraging them and talking about how what a positive influence dads have in their life, it's really made some women angry, yeah. which is peculiar to me because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not anti-mom. I'm just very pro-dad. But we, but dads bring different things to the table than a mother does, and it, and they're equally important. They're just very different. And a dad has an authority in a daughter's eyes that mom doesn't. Mm. It's an authority with a capital A. So if dad says or communicates to you, you know what, you can do this, that girl in her mind thinks, um, okay. Uh, you know, that thing's already done, I'm launched, I'm on my way. And that's exactly what my dad Huge. did for me. Yeah. And it held a very different significance than when my mother said, oh, I know you can do it, I know you can do it. But when my dad said it, it was it was just very, very different. It's, it is different. Man, it's powerful. We're talking with Dr. Meg Meeker from the website, her website, megmeekermd.com. She's also the, the author of the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. We're going to take a break, and when, and when we come back, Meg's going to keep teaching us and, and start getting into some of the things, not only from the book that we need to know, but also some of the, the benefits or the the blessings of having a father figure or a male role model even in in your child's life. But fathers, let's do it. Let's step up. Let's pick up our game. Talking with Meg, Meg Meeker here, and we're going to uh, we're gonna change the daddy-daughter relationship right here on the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, all you daddies out there. Do you have any idea how important you are? And I and I, I think our guest hit it on the head. Because a lot of times we, we don't make dads look so good. And by the way, sometimes those dads aren't doing a good job making themselves look so good. Um, honestly, dads, you're an important player in your children's life. And especially today, we're talking about the daddy-daughter relationship. Uh, we're joined by Dr. Meg Meeker. Meg is a uh, pediatrician. Last 25 years, she's been practicing pediatric and adolescent medicine and also helping parents and teens to communicate on more kind of the, the deeper, difficult topics that sometimes you have to deal with. She's been all over the media. You name it, she's been there. Oprah, for crying out loud. Oprah and Friends. She Meg Meeker is a friend of Oprah and Friends. Um, but she also is a mother herself and has raised her children, four grown children. I believe three of them were daughters and has been in a practice with her husband in, in medicine as well. They've moved to Traverse City, Michigan. And um, she really is is just a fantastic person. You can sense as we get into this. She also is the author of the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. Meg Meeker, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks you, so much. You bet. Hey, now one thing that you, you brought up uh, before the break that was interesting to me, um, and see if you can enlighten us, because it seems like it's almost like moms and dads end up being placed and pitted against each other in competition 
kind of for the attention of the world. And yet, you know, like you were saying, as, as you've been out teaching more about how fathers, this important role they play, you might be offending mothers or women. But in reality, we, we kind of need both, right? Oh, we not only kind of need both, we absolutely need both. Because one of the things that we fail to think about as parents is that whether you're a dad or whether you're a mother, children are connected to us by a need-based love. They, they need to, um, to love us. They need to stay connected, whether we're a nice person or whether we're not a nice person. Right. And this is one of the things that I'm constantly trying to reiterate to parents who are um, disappointed or critical of the other parent. And I said, you know, I, I understand that you can get divorced, and I understand that you can be angry with your wife or with your husband, but I'm going to tell you something. You can leave and distance yourself, but your child can't. Uh-huh. And, you know, and particularly when it comes with, uh, to dads, and I, and, I, and I fear for our kids because often in a situation where um, there's a divorce situation, dad is the one, at least in Michigan, who gets the boot. Yeah. And no, within yeah. about five years, most kids are pretty disconnected from their dads, and it's extremely painful for the, for the, for the kids, um, not only because it breaks their primary relationship, but it also sets them up for a lot of uh, difficulty later on in life. So both parents are equally yeah. important, but they, they serve very, very different roles. Well, it seems that's like a very important distinction because the distinction isn't that the, the father needs to be of like supreme quality uh-uh. in order for the daughter or the child to need them. These children need the male father figure, and so they're going to go after that kind of love regardless. Absolutely. And, you know, they, they absolutely will. And one of the things that we, we see and that I see all the time are girls whose dad is not in the home. Um, they, they seek male attention yeah. in, a, in a very hard way, and they end up in a lot of bad situations because they seek all the wrong kind of male attention. Because, and it, and it's, it's very, very complicated, but it's just so important for each parent to encourage and support the other one, and at least in front of the children, to have the maturity to allow that child to have as as good of a relationship with each parent as possible. And there's a huge role that we play in that. You know, we women have really done a huge disservice to men um, by being very, very critical openly, by joking about how bad men can be, so on and so forth, all the way down to just happened in my office today, um, deeply criticizing a dad for some very serious things right in front of a 13-year-old daughter, and it's devastating to the daughter. Um, So, you know, I I often tell dads, you know, there's one, every woman takes one man to her grave, and it's her dad. And that really is, the, the whole reason she does is because she's always connected to her dad by that need-based love. Yeah, yeah. And what, if she had a good dad, she wants more time with him. If she has a, a difficult dad, she wants more healing. Yeah. But even when she's 60, 70, 80 years old, every woman has that spot in her heart that only her dad can fill. That's such a beautiful thought. And I think it's so important that everybody's thinking of that. Because, you know, a lot of us don't know what a woman's thinking about anyway. But eventually yeah. we, we really don't know what they're thinking about that you're carrying this this love, this affinity for your father. I, I saw it with my daughter at her wedding um, when 
at the we had the dance and a father daughter dance, and I honestly mm. hadn't thought much about it. Like I, I mean, I knew it was going to be emotional, but I, I was actually more worried about having to dance than oh, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. than anything else. But boy, when you have your beautiful little baby girl, the one who stuck noodles up her nose, and she connects and hooks on to you, and this is it. You know, after this, you just turn her to the husband. Um, I thought, man, that is a golden moment. I'm never getting back. And yet, and, and by that time, you know, I had pretty much laid the foundation or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yet, I talk to a lot of dads with her older, with older daughters, maybe estranged, and say, is it too late, is it too late? And I said, as far as your daughter's concerned, it's never too late to to heal, because your daughter is going to be the most forgiving woman you'll ever meet in your life. Because again, she needs you to love her, and she has a need to love you as well. Your wife doesn't have that. You know, you meet your wife as an adult, but your child has connected you through that child parent relationship. And I, it's funny you talk about marriages. I wrote a chapter in my book called Be the Man You Want Her to Marry. And it's very, very important because, you know, this psychological phenomenon, we repeat what we know, right. what we want to do. And how many times I've had girls who've had very um, tumultuous relationships with their dad say, I'll never marry a man like that, never marry a man who yells and this kind of thing. And three, four, five years later, you know, there she comes in and talks to me and says, sure enough, she's ready to get married, and guess what? The guy is just like her dad. So <laughs> it really does yeah. come to pass, and that's why it's also very important for mothers to support men, sure. to help them be a, a, a good role model for their daughters. Well, and someday we'll have to have you on to do your other book, uh, Strong Mothers, Strong Sons, because th- there is this opposite parent, opposite yes. child effect. That, that Moms have a really powerful impact on the sons as well. Absolutely. And I think that when you're parenting the child of the opposite sex, it's mysterious, it's challenging, it's hard, it's intimidating. And I had such a positive response from the dads who read my father-daughter book. I thought, you know, I want to give this to mothers, too, because Hmm. there's some crucial things that mothers need to do with our sons that that are very different from what we do with our daughters. And so that relationship is very unique and can have a a very huge impact on his future relationships with women. I I think it's great, too, because dads, um, we can also step in and see, you know, there's the tumultuous mother-daughter relationship, kind of that competitive thing that goes on between mothers and daughters um, that it seems like the dad can sometimes slip into and, and help manage, help facilitate some of that turmoil. Oh, absolutely. And there are many times during the teen years in particular where I really saw my husband deal with our daughters a lot better than I did because women tend to look at our daughters subconsciously as little versions of us. Yeah. And interestingly, I found that mothers are harder often on their daughters than their sons. We tend to want to baby our sons, but we tend to raise our expectations of our yeah, daughters. Yeah, interesting. So I see yeah, that's that. That's our culture tells us. So dad comes along and he can often be much more reasonable with daughters. And I will tell you one thing I feel very strongly about this. Dads need to have a huge influence on how teen daughters dress. Um, and I know that's a source of conflict yes. with a lot of parents. Probably not you know, as much with your audience, but for a lot of couples across the country... 
mom, you know, lets the daughter go out uh, and doing things in really skimpy clothes mm-hmm. that are inappropriate. And dad tries to say, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Because, you know, he has he different eyes, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. He sees it kind of like a man. In fact, a little bit later uh, in the show, we have Scott and Becky McIntosh. I don't know if you've heard of them. But no, I haven't. Scott's the man. Uh, you may have heard the story about the woman, the, the young, the, his daughter was wearing two short of shorts, kind of the old Daisy Duke short shorts. And um, they were going out to dinner and he didn't like what she was wearing. So he's like, why don't you go up and change and get some, I don't know, some shorts with some length on it. And yeah. she wouldn't do it. And finally, he just kind of said, all right, I'm tired of telling her she's not doing it. So he went in, took a pair of Levi's, cut them off short, short style, and then oh, came yes, out wearing yes. them. Yes. And yes. he did you I don't remember that story. <laughs> I do remember. So that. he's on the show today. And the funny thing about it is um, she was at first she didn't know. And yeah. they kind of because he was yeah. she was in the car and they, she couldn't see that he was in it. But when they got to the restaurant, she could not get away from him so, fast enough. Yeah, exactly. But that's the role of a dad. Right. And we can make that's it fun. Yes, exactly. You get your point across. And I'll tell you, once you get it across, girls here. And they change and they listen. And I thought that was very, very creative. Yeah. Uh, very creative. And it's very, very important that, you know, girls, you know, step up to the plate and honor and respect their dads and say, okay, uh-huh. I, I'll buckle here. Because it's, it's a tough world and it's a tough culture. And dads are the primary protectors of the girls from the, the toxic culture, which is, over-sexualizing them and, and just dumping so much bad stuff into them all the time. But dads are that, that real, can be that real solid wall. And I often tell dads, if you feel you're being overprotective, you're probably getting it just about yeah, right. you're right on. <laughs> Yeah, especially if they're getting a little feedback. Yeah, yeah. The way dads, normal dads, used to be is is considered quote overprotective now, and um, we need more. That's perfect. We're speaking here with Dr. Meg Meeker. Uh, She is the author of the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters: Ten Secrets Every Father Should Know. Go check out her website, MegMeekerMD.com. When we come back, Meg's going to run through some of those ten secrets that we all should be thinking about, and. Again, what great feedback. You push, push until there's a little complaining, and then that tells you that it's probably you're right on the vein. <laughs> that's, that's a medical term. You're right on the, uh, you're, you're right in. You're doing exactly what your kids need. They need your feedback, dads. They need your guidance. We're teaching you today how to be the dad, uh, you know, that you want your daughter to marry someday. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Back more with Meg Meeker right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, wrapping up our first hour. Hey, today we've been talking about the father-daughter relationship. Daddy-daughter. It's seriously, it's critical. And just as I see it in my own practice and the, I probably have six, seven, eight to one uh, young women brought in versus young men to talk and to have and to deal with issues. And invariably, again, there's so many of them that just never seem to get from their fathers what they needed. And so on the phone with this is Dr. Meg Meeker. And uh, 
Dr. Meg is a pediatrician. She's the author of the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. She's a pediatrician, and as as well, she's been a, a mother of four children, all adult now, so she can um, relax and just raise grandchildren. Is that right, Meg? <laughs> one beautiful little granddaughter Perfect. who's about to turn one, and I'll oh. tell you, it's everything. Um, it's it's. Uh, I was told it would be is it? more. Is are they? I bet that one's spoiled rotten. Well, just a little bit. Uh, fortunately for me, she lives uh, just a couple hours away, so I get to see her every couple of weeks. There you go. And it is just delightful, but it's so fun to see your adult children, you know, be parents. Mm. And, um, it, you know, this is our oldest daughter who, who has a uh, little baby girl, and it's just, it's, it's a ball. No, I look forward to it. I, it's, I, I guess, too, can a grandfather step in with, so if there is an absent father, I guess, can, is it a male role model we're looking for, or is it the father we need? I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, it, best case scenario, it's the dad, because okay. every child knows there's a dad out there. Yeah, And they true. always wonder, why is dad not here? Why, you know, why did he leave? And of course, you know, being children, they always assume it's something to do with them. However, if dad is not able to be around, or dad, you know, is you know, for one reason or another, can't can't be with a daughter. Absolutely a great um, a role model can be a, a grandfather, an uncle, a pastor. Um, and I tell this to single moms often. They'll say, well, you know, is my daughter doomed because she never sees her dad? I said, the most important thing you can recognize is that you can't be dad. You can only be a really good mom. Yeah. So find a man that is a good man that you can expose your daughter to so she can at least understand how a good man talks, what he thinks, what he looks like, what decisions does he make. So absolutely, and and I'll tell you, I've been to two weddings where stepdad walked the daughter down the aisle, and they were as close to their stepdads as um, their biologic dad. And that's important for any stepdad listening is yes. you're, you're playing the same you're playing the same role. And if that girl is in your home, if that if she's in the home, you're there to influence. You're not there to just even if you kind of want to stay out of a few things, maybe not get not get into it too deep. But yeah. you're not going to not be seen as an influence. One way or another. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, stepdads can be a very, very, very positive influence on girls. It's trickier. Uh, it's harder. Yeah. It takes longer. Um, you know, they can't just charge in there and take over right away. Uh, they need to take some time and earn the girls' trust. And, you know, the girls are often going to have a lot of pushback because they don't trust men, particularly dad figures. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on. But Absolutely. If a stepdad is determined and patient and kind and persistent, he can he can turn a girl's life around. Mm. Talk about your book. So the book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. Why don't you get into some of those secrets so that we can? Sure. So, I mean, I'm, you know, they really ought to buy the book. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's okay. But but uh, yeah, um, one of the my favorite is You're Her First Love. And that is that a father is a girl's first exposure to male love. And even from the time she's a baby, I can watch, you know, infants in my office. The baby will be crying in mom's arms, and then somehow dad will take her, and the baby will quiet off. And so Hmm. right off the bat, a daughter knows dad is different. His voice is different. (laughs) He feels different. There's that trust issue. 
And the reason it's important for a dad to understand that he's her first love is because he sets a template for her, kind of over her heart, as to how she's going to relate to men really for the rest of her life. So if she can trust him and she trusts her, she can trust his love, then she's um, open, much more open for healthier male relationships. That's huge. Talk, it is huge. Talk about the teacher humility. Yes, yes. I feel this is very, very important because um, humility is not often taught to our children, and I think you can only have healthy relationships with others if you have a healthy dose of humility, um, because when you think about humility is really understanding our value compared to God's, you know, mm-hmm. how God looks at us, but also our value as it compares to another person's value. If we feel we're of equal value and we have humility, then we're going to draw closer to that person. If we feel we're better than or superior to, and honestly, we're breeding that into our kids oh, yeah. by all the the sports and the yeah. academics, you have to be better, 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 and kids can't have healthy relationships because there's no humility. We, we talked and, about the entitlement culture yes. yesterday that we might be creating with our kids, and I never thought of it as humility, but the idea that I, I can still always hold you up as someone special in relation to God or in relation to me as a yes. child of God, and um, that 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 would foster some humility, which would also foster learning and trying to understand and... Yes, absolutely. And if you think about it, if we're teaching kids to be better than all the time, um, then they come to have a, a re- healthy relationship with uh, with a peer. They really can't if they feel, you know, entitled and puffed up. But I think that teaching our kids the value of another human being in God's eyes and, and therefore in our eyes is extremely mm. important to understand. Um, to understand that we're all, you know, saved by grace and and here by God's grace, um, but also to serve. I think service is extremely important, and I encourage dads because they say, "How can I teach humility? Take your daughter and serve with her to, you know, those who don't yeah. have what you have, and it, just don't say anything. Just take her with and and model it to her." Um, I know for our daughters that really set a huge course in their lives when when my husband. Every year, took our, our kids on uh, medical mission trips to South America. Oh, that's beautiful! It's uh, my daughter is a journalist and is writing an article on Father's Day and sent ah. sent sent me a copy of it. It's, and it's just the five things her dad taught her me. Mm. But it's interesting; they're, they're the things you would never think. But it's like that. It's this this humility or the need to serve the individual kind of thing, and it's it's amazing. I wish everybody's child would write an article yeah because it, it, all of a sudden it made it made me feel like i've got to pick my game up yeah <laughs> i'm such <laughs> a loser but, yeah. but it also but it really it it's encouraging because you realize from a child's standpoint even an adult child all you really need to do is get the big stuff right because they're not worried about right. you know parents feel we need to get them a good education and we need to teach them this and we need to get them into this school and, we, and what kids say they really need are those very different things they need our company they need our time they need our attention they need a sense that we're that dad is their protector um, so what they want from dad are those deeper things and they're fewer than what dads mostly feel they need to provide uh, you know which is you know, a good time or don't let them be bored or yeah. make sure they get, you know, and, and kids don't really care about that. So that's interesting. Kind of more of the life skills. Talk, talk about your, the number nine teacher to fight. 
Because my, yeah. my daughter was actually born fighting. <laughs> we, we had one of no, those. No teaching necessary. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's very important, as I said, because I have seen over the past 30 years our culture getting tougher and tougher on kids because we're, we're sending so many mixed and, and bad signals out there. And so many girls are struggling with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and so forth. And dad really is the one who can come along with the daughter and say, here's what is coming at you, he, and, and, and it is not truth. So let me help you identify what is coming at you and the way you may feel about yourself. For instance, constantly feeling every girl feels like she's not the right weight. Right. And the reason she feels that is because of all the magazines and, and stars and so forth. But if dad comes along and said, those are lies that are coming at you, and I know they're affecting the way you feel about yourself, let me tell you what's truthful about yourself. That's how, dad, mm. the fight is in her mind. And when she and he helps her with the fight, and dads are great at it because they're very pragmatic, and they can go through and say, "There's a problem. Mm-hmm. Here's a solution. Here's a problem that's coming at you." And again, when we know that the way a girl perceives herself and her self-esteem is very much wrapped up in, you know, the attention her dad gives her and the affection, dad's in a perfect position to help her reverse those negative messages you in bet. her mind in a very powerful way. And strong. And that's what I love about it, because um, we don't see it the way some women do. We don't. We no. just like we're like, just go say it. Just go. Just exactly. Just take it. Just not like punch them, but get to the point. And I mean, so to kind of yeah. teach a little bit of a, a strong aggression, maybe, but yeah. not like a violent aggression, but strength, yes. strength. Yes. But strength, absolutely, with no nonsense. Yeah. Because because women, daughters, overthink everything. You know, I will often say if if I have a a kid in my office and they're having difficulties, I know that the mom is sitting there worried about the kid and Uh trying to figure out all the things she did wrong to get the kid to that point. And dad's looking at the child going, okay, what's the problem? And tell me how to fix it. Yeah. So, yeah, so do we need pills or what? So, so he's not taking everything so personally. That's right. And so that's what muddies a lot of parenting for mothers. Um, and that's why dad is the perfect person to sort of help her say, wait a minute, this is a body image that, that somebody out there is trying to teach you you need to that's have. Right. And it's wrong. And and it's let me wrong. tell you why it's wrong. And let me tell you who you really are. I love and you that. do that over and over, and it, it sinks in. I love it. I, I love. I love the whole idea, Meg. I think you. I think you nailed it. And I can't recommend the book, but more strong fathers, strong daughters. Ten secrets every father should know. Dads, we got to pick up our game so they can quit throwing it back at us. Meg, thanks so much for uh, for in giving us this great insight. And again, go to go check out her website, MegMeekerMD.com. We'll have you back, Meg. I'd love to talk about strong mothers as well. Terrific. I'd love it. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. And keep up the fight. Appreciate it, Meg. Thank you. We're going to take a break. Dads, seriously, important, important. I mean, imagine... That we just as fathers could could lift the women in our lives more. That we could uh, you know take them to a higher level, give them the confidence to push back and smack the guy that dares to touch them. Mm. Powerful, folks, and I appreciate the uh, audio help there by slapping your hands. One, we're going to take a break. When we come back again, more about fathers and daughters, self worth from dad. A little uh, bit from our. Only lady on board, Maddie. Maddie Richards. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio.
everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today we're talking a parenting issue, daddies and daughters. You know, because we couldn't have a party where everybody in the country could have a daddy-daughter date. We thought more, maybe more effective would just be to have a show on how, as fathers, you can pick your game up. Just had a wonderful guest, Meg Meeker, MD, had just joined us. She's the author of um, a book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, and uh, powerful, powerful stuff we've learned. But we thought on the show, you know, you can't have a show full of guys with one female and then do a daddy-daughter show but not have the female talk because she's not here today. Well, especially since all most of the guys in here don't have daughters. That's right. Nor are we fathers. I mean, you two are. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm not. Mike's not. No. You're not a daughter either. Mm-hmm. Especially not that. I mean, because that would be weird. But the deal is, yeah. in the end, uh, we wanted Maddie to participate. So we gave her an assignment. Maddie? That's, that's because she works here. Oh, she does? Yeah. Is Maddie? She's actually paid. To oh, do she's this. an employee. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was like a. I thought she just walked in off the yeah, street. Yeah, I thought she was just said... a stalker. <laughs> I thought she was a stalker that just hangs out because every time mm-hmm. I turn around when I'm here, she's right there. Uh, well, there is that. You know what I mean? Well, gall, that's good to know. Boy, hey, you, as the executive producer, you need to mm-hmm. fill me in on these things mm-hmm. earlier. Okay. Because I'd be using. Well, she was her a here lot before more. I was. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Juan, you might want to notice that. Juan's like, don't bring me. <laughs> well, I got here after Sean did. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, this is good to know. Uh, but what we've asked her to do is go talk about the importance of daddy-daughter kind of relationships. And maybe even more importantly, we wanted to hear about her own dad. I have the best dad in the world. He is always there for me and has done more for me than I can ever say or hope to repay. I have a million great memories with my dad, but a few stand out that have helped me become who I am today. I was pretty young, probably about 10 and the movie Armageddon was on TV. My family was flipping through the channels, and we'd occasionally stop and watch pieces of the movie. I didn't really know the story, and I didn't really care. It seemed like a fairly boring space movie, so it wasn't a big deal. Toward the end of the movie, we'd flipped over to that channel and started watching intently. Liv Tyler's character was watching helplessly as her father and boyfriend were both in space trying to detonate a bomb that will save the planet. Due to issues with their controls, someone in the spacecraft would have to stay behind and manually destroy the asteroid, losing their life in the process. They draw straws to see who will have the task of doing this, and the boyfriend is picked. Then, with a courageous act of love, the father tells the boyfriend he wants him to go back to Earth and marry his daughter and take care of her. The daughter and the father say goodbye in one of the most tender scenes in the movie. I wasn't very old, and I didn't know what was going on, but I rushed over to my dad and hugged him. Both of us had tears in our eyes, and the rest of the family had no idea what was wrong with us. For my dad and I, this was a beautiful moment that reflected the way we felt about each other. My dad was willing to sacrifice for me, and I would never stop loving my dad. The experience has come to my mind when I've been unsure what to do in situations and reminded me that I want to make my dad proud. Girls who have a father figure in their lives are more likely to stay strong in adversity, to be more confident, and to have self-worth. I know exactly how I expect guys to treat me because of how my father treats me. Like a princess. Now my dad does joke and laugh and tease, and I love that side of our relationship as well. But I have never doubted that my dad thought I was beautiful, smart, 
sweet, and lovely. It's easy to take joking too far, especially during tender teenage years. One wrong joke about a girl's weight or hair color can potentially ruin a relationship. I'm glad my father knew the line and apologized immediately if he ever crossed it, which he rarely did. My dad would tell me when I was out of bounds, but in the most loving and kind way imaginable. My dad also never complained about having teenage daughters, which might seem insignificant, but after hearing the way some other fathers would talk about the raging hormones and annoying children, I have never been more grateful that I know my dad would never say those things about me. Knowing that my dad loved and valued and most importantly respected me completely shaped who I am and how I feel about myself. I know I don't have to settle for anyone who treats me any less than I deserve. Father and daughter relationships can be some of the most crucial bonds in your life. Evaluate your father-daughter relationship and make sure that if you're the father, you're helping your daughter see her self-worth. And if you're the daughter, that you make sure your dad knows how much you appreciate his love and respect. I'm so grateful for my dad who showed me the right way to have a father-daughter relationship so I can expect that out of a husband and out of my daughter someday. And I'm so grateful that he helped me become confident and know what I'm capable of because he always believed in me, respected me, and loved me. See, that's how it worked. That's how Maddie turned into Maddie. Mm-hmm. From daddy. It was daddy and done influenced the Maddie. And now she wants to, you know, she always looks, doesn't she call you a father figure? She does. She does, which is, that's a very powerful, positive thing. I, I think it is. I, I, I think of it as a, a term of respect. Yeah, she doesn't call, see, she doesn't call me like a father figure. She doesn't, well, she doesn't call me anything like that. There's a difference. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> she just says I'm old. Which is funny because I'm older than you. You are, and it's rude. <laughs> By a few years. Um, you know what else is fun is she's not here. I know. That's what. That's what's a lot of fun, actually. So we could turn this into anything we want to now. Mm-hmm. And what would she say? She couldn't say anything. She's she not going to say anything. Hi. Well, she'll, the, have to, she'll have to go back and listen. Well, the funny thing about listening is she doesn't even listen when she's here. <laughs> <laughs> See, we just mm. snuck it right in there. A zinger. So, so her dad should have taught her to listen yeah. more yeah. or better? Yeah. Her dad should have taught her better communication skills. Let's just nitpick... Maddie and figure out everything her dad should have done. She, um, but this daddy daughter thing is a big deal, and I have to defer to. I only have one daughter and five boys, but I yes. found the I found the daughter. Um, she was our first, so she was intense. Right. The boys seemed very easy. Well, were you more tender with the daughter? More careful with Actually, the daughter? No, because she wasn't like a tender. We were at first, but then mm-hmm. she turned into like. She was just very strong, very athletic, mm-hmm. and she was a tough cookie. So she liked to wrestle. Right. Yeah. Until you dislocated something. <laughs> but So what's it like when you have so four my daughter, women, my four daughters girls are, in are not into sports at all. At all. At all. Not one of them. No. How actually, many balls actually, my, do you have my, floating around the house? There are two soccer balls yeah. that are in the shed yeah. that are sun-beaten. You, <laughs> and just two because because the kids they rotated mm-hmm. through soccer but then no they stayed they didn't play soccer oh that's just that was for you no <laughs> they they wanted the soccer balls but you know they never went and actually played team soccer they did they dress them the ball up? around in the, put in clothes the backyard on. 
<laughs> no, but they do that. Do they? Yeah. My 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 number three daughter has expressed some interest in playing softball now. There you go. She's in fifth grade or yeah. just finished fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'll that's a great maybe sport. get her a mitt, see if she wants to start playing some softball. Well, it's so is my oldest daughter. Do they dance? No, because one of the things I learned about the boys, and I don't, but the the team thing became a really big deal with the boys. Sure. And then they learned. I actually I used to kind of bemoan sports and think, oh, what a. Mm-hmm. But the leadership skills they get are phenomenal. Yes. But mm. my, my oldest daughter is going into student government. There you go. So she's learning it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Was it – was there a lot of singing in your house? No. Well, what do you guys it do is, well, all Well, day? there was – actually, that's that, – I kind of take that back. In elementary school, every single one of my kids has done choir. Yeah. Not, they've yeah. asked to do it. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. But all my, my boys are doing choir. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a basketball hoop nope. in your front entryway? I don't have a basketball. Yeah. So there's no way to have a basketball hoop. Well, you know, if you buy them, they come together. Mm, yeah. Right. I just have a little Nerf ball net, and we have it in our front living room. We have, that way, anybody that comes to visit, you okay. can take a shot. I, I dare you to go to my house and find a fire truck. Wow. Do you need one? There are hardly any vehicles in the toys at all. I bet you have a lot of dress-up. Yes. Have you ever played dress-up? Mm-hmm. I bet you'd be fun to dress-up. We have a whole. <laughs> we had a whole chest. It's now at Grandma's house, but yeah. there was a whole, almost a hope chest kind of thing uh-huh. that was full. I mean, brimming over, couldn't close full <laughs> of clothes of dress-up. You know what? Let's do this. When we get our pirate shirts, <laughs> we're going to dress you up. Because Don promised the pirate shirts for the Matt Townsend show. I can tell you right now, the pirate shirt will fit you, not me. Well, no. Well, we're getting one for everybody. Yeah. No, Don said. But it's got like four rubber bands on the sleeves, so it's kind of puffy about every six inches. (laughs) And um, it's really hot, so it looks like you almost have muscles. But it has a big kind of, I don't know what you call it, like an ascot thing around your neck that puffs up. It's a frou-frou sort of thing. But but the neat thing, and it's hard to see because it drapes so weird, is it says the Matt Townsend show on it. So the the one thing that I do do with my daughters, mm-hmm. cook. Oh, see, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fun. Yes. I enjoy cooking a lot, and they want to, They always want to learn. So yeah. See, we what we do with our boys is we eat. Yes. Nobody cooks. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just eat. No. I, I, I oh, that's cool. I want to teach my daughters to cook. Are you a good cook? I think so. My daughters think so. What, you'd think you'd want to bring something into the show and maybe talk about it. I've brought salsa in. Yeah, but that was at a party, and then we all got full on pizza. <laughs> so why don't I mean I would just try something again, and we won't eat it, of course, in the studio because that's course inappropriate. Not. Yeah, but we would eat it with a goat out in the hall. <laughs> yeah, no goat on um, a, on a moat. I bet you're a really good dad. I know about, you have some boat. more stuff coming up, uh, some rhyming you're going to do. Um, well, you're going to teach us a little bit later in the last block. I don't know about a half hour from now. What daughters need to learn from dad? Yes. Are there specific things that uh, this is coming things from a that father? I want to teach my daughters. Yes, one of them is cooking. One of them is cooking. The other ones are more life lesson okay. type of things. I, can I add just one to the list right now? Okay. When you pull in the garage, yes. Pull in in the middle. No. Don't pull in right on the we have, rail. We have two cars. We have to have it on yeah. either side. So, well, mine pulls in on the rail. Tell you know, she hears the scratching, squeaking. What's noise. that noise? Yeah, I hear something. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's nothing. Pull it in. 
Uh, anyway, good good stuff. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I, we mentioned it earlier. Scott and Becky McIntosh are going to be joining us. Have they got a story for you? We've had them on the show before. They're one of our uh, favorite guests, one of our favorite kind of uh, great parenting stories. Her, you know, Scott decided to teach his daughter the importance of not wearing short shorts. What better way to do it than uh, wear short shorts? We're taking a break. Scott and Becky McIntosh, when we come back, this is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, in the house, sporting a tight pair of shorts, Juan Mijares. Sorry, Juan. Juan doesn't have a microphone. So, yeah, Juan sporting these these tight shorts. No, Scott and Becky McIntosh are in studio with us. We've had them on the show before, but uh, their story is just so great. You got to do it again when it's you know when once is not enough. Scott and Becky, viral uh, sensation. Scott has appeared on dozens of radio broadcasts, news shows around the world, including the Today Show, Good Morning America, CNN, Fox and Friends, Rachel Ray, The Morning, all this stuff, and the Matt Townsend Show, now twice. Um, and, and, and Scott and Becky, parents of seven beautiful children, four wonderful daughters, three wonderful boys, seven children. But we've got to have the story told. And I think it might be better – well, is that rude – to have Becky tell it. Because <laughs> Becky, now Scott tells yep. it all the time. He does. Well, well, you actually said seven beautiful children. It was only actually six. Okay. One of them's not very handsome. Yeah, I heard. The ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. But you know, is that a boy or a girl? It was a boy. It, it was, was a boy, boy for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you call him? Oh, you're that one. You're that. Okay, yeah, sure. So tell us, Becky. It's a, it's a great story. Dad didn't, Dad didn't mean to embarrass anyone. He didn't want to embarrass his daughter and make this viral sensation, right? No, no. Oh, he 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 knew our our daughter's um, way of thinking very well, and he had he had gone down that path many times yeah. of of um, you know discussions about our our values and 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 such and. And so when he knew that our plans for that evening were was to go out to dinner and miniature golfing and, and a family night, a family night, yep. And a week earlier, our son had told his dad, "Hey, you need to do this sometime. Cut off your jeans into short shorts to to show her that." Is it the ugly child sure. boy that said <laughs> oh, that? Oh, he's pretty. He's pretty handsome. He looks okay. just like his grandfather. Oh. So oh. I better not say he's the ugly one. Yeah, Very good. handsome. Don't do that. You know, he had told his dad. You ought to do that to Just show that short shirt. shorts aren't that cute. And he thought, oh, that's really funny, but I don't know that yeah. I'd ever do it. But this night, when he <laughs> sees what she's wearing and knowing that we're going out, I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. And I had you no tried idea. to say it. Oh, yeah. You tried to say oh, stuff? Plenty of plenty of. But time. she just had a mind of her own. She did. And she sounded actually, like a and teenager. actually that night, her shorts weren't as short as they had been on other occasions. So, but yeah. It was still, we thought, you know, this will be a fun little experience. And, and we just did it. But it was to be within the fo- family and within our own home. It wasn't supposed you to go You thought you were going to sneak he out, thought, show yeah. her, and then she's going to say, he oh, that's just, funny. You know, his plan, um, cut, cut him. Cut him into shorts. Daisy Dukem. He put them on. He said uh-huh. they weren't short enough. Takes them off. Cuts some more. Puts them on. And as he's doing that, he sees this T-shirt that our older daughter had given him for Father's Day <laughs> that said "Best Dad Ever." That yeah. he thought 
when would I ever wear that shirt except on Father's right, Day? Right now. But now he's thinking, perfect shirt to just walk downstairs, yeah. have her see me, and okay, I A get it, laugh. Dad. This is funny. Sure. Now let's both go change. But you know, when he when he walked downstairs, she was already outside in the truck. <laughs> So he walks outside for her to see him, and, and her face is down She's on her not phone. Attention. If, you know, I don't know if anyone no. can relate to that. So he's praying around out there for her to no, see it's him. No, not. And, oh man. And um, she never looks up. Yeah. By the way, this is ruining a good joke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's and not paying attention. She's, she's not. And you know, he opens up the truck door, and I, I get in the passenger side. He opens up the door, and he's talking to her and my son, and they're both answering, but they're not looking up out of the, yeah. you know, away from their phones. Well, tr- and- your truck's probably really big. Getting into your days with your <laughs> days and days, that little yeah, truck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> normally, he would say, um, "Can you put your dang phone down yeah. while I'm talking?" But he wants this to happen yeah, naturally. naturally. Yeah. So <laughs> after several minutes, um, he gets in, starts up the truck, and I'm kind of sweating. Like, what is he, what is he doing? What are we he doing? Heading down the road, and I'm thinking, how far is he going with this? And 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 he, you know, he's thinking the same thing. How yeah. far am I going with this? Could you actually fit your wallet in your pocket? I, I don't <laughs> think so. No. Yeah. You had to carry just the credit <laughs> card. Pretty short. I was really nervous. That's so, so great. It wasn't until we pull up to the restaurant. Scott gets out. My daughter gets out. What are you doing, Dad? <laughs> did you just walk? Okay, so did you just get out of the truck and start walking in normal? I just got out and started walking in. I said, let's go. And uh, and the kids are like, what are you doing? And I said, short shorts aren't so cute, are they? And uh, I said, let's go. And I just kept walking in. It was every bit of courage I could come up I with. I bet. What, what, by the way, do you want to name the restaurant? Hibachi think... House. Great really? little place. Yeah. Japanese Restaurant Did you guys like go get your own little town. private booth <laughs> so that nobody had to look at it? But to have your white thighs flashing in the light, I mean, that seemed like that would be enough to shake her. And they were they were pretty white, which tells you yeah. he's not a man that wears short shorts. Or at least that were, short, and, sure. <laughs> did she? What did she say? What did she finally say? She Scott? just laughed and said, "You know what? I really don't care. This is going to embarrass you more than it's going to embarrass me." Oh, and I, I hate and, smart kids. Yeah, and you just ha- hate it when they are right. Yeah. And uh, now you're now you're looking dumb. I'm thinking but off we went. Me. Yeah, it was probably more embarrassing to Becky than any of Did us. Did you hug on? Be- I'd hug on Becky a lot. <laughs> she was tough to reach from a distance. <laughs> Did um, and then, but it, it probably the main key to this was it started a discussion. At least I'm assuming we at least talked about it. You you weren't trying to embarrass her. Absolutely not. No, that's what's, no. That makes you a good dad. I no. would have done it to embarrass you. Well, at home it was just to just to let her see and just make her aware. Yeah, we'd both laugh and then we'd change. When I went on the road, I was willing to step up and, and show that I was willing to go to that length, yeah. that extent, to um, not necessarily set the standard. The standard had already been set, but just to you know, let them know again that this is important to us as, as parents, uh, to let them know um, kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I think that my girls are of huge worth. Yeah. I mean, I just I want them to know that. I, I want them to know how wonderful and, and beautiful they are, and, and it doesn't need... Uh, wearing shorts to to emphasize that. Yeah, and that's that's the message, huh? You are of value. Exactly. Without any of this other stuff. Right. Yeah. Did I heard that the actual the restaurant wouldn't serve you <laughs> because they have a no pants, no shirt, there, no shirt. There's now a sign yeah. out front that yeah. says no shirt. Your pants no, must reach your knees. No shorts, no service. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. What do you think? Because mom, you're sitting here, Becky, thinking. I mean, this is just one example, but th- there's a million opportunities like this a year to teach your kids 
But your daughter, and we had an earlier guest that talked about how we've sexualized our kids, and these mm-hmm. we're making these. We're focusing a lot more on the sexuality of our kids and our teenagers than, and it's the media, you know, and I guess sometimes it's the parents that aren't catching it. But what do you see as a mom of seven? By the way, it's, you had you had five teenagers in six and a half years. Yes. So those five were teenagers Holy at the same time, cow. and three of them were girls. So wow. Crazy, crazy. How many years. bathrooms do you guys have? <laughs> Well, not enough. enough. <laughs> yeah. Not enough. Not, you never can, can you? <laughs> what did you? What did you see? What do you see just as a mom? What do you? And what do you see coming out of Scott as a dad, helping get five kids through? You know, six and a half years. You know, a lot of teamwork. Um, we're on the the same page. Thank goodness on on the things that that matter. Yeah. Um, takes a lot of, of patience and a lot of love to to raise to raise kids. I mean, because you really. You think it's the first they're so cute. See, that's how God tricks you. Exactly. Because they come out gorgeous, so you want more. chubby, puffy little. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, let's have six more. Yeah. That's what yeah, you said. It is. And then okay. all of a sudden you get them all here and then you're thinking, who's going to raise these? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they they hit those teenage years and you think, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who what are what you? was your what do you see the relationship between a father daughter is about? Like you've got a dad and you see your husband engaging the children. How important is that role? Oh, very. You know, kids love superheroes, yeah. and fathers are their their superhero. And even, you know, they're, when they're going through those teenage years and they're rolling their eyes at you, yeah, they really do look up to you and love you and respect you, even if they're arguing or and even screaming in your face. Once through those teenage years and they're adults again, they. They love you again. Yeah. And do they come back? Do they, does it circle they, back? They come back. They come back. You know, now we're watching them raise children. We're, we're grandparents. Yes. And teaching the, the, the values that we taught them. Um, so, you know, fathers are superheroes. But it pays off. It's funny. You're the second person on the show to say that eventually, I mean, it does pay off. Being the grandparent, you see that they did learn. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. See, that's so hopeful. And yet, you semi pray that they receive a child like them. Yes, <laughs> somewhere oh. along the way. Payday, <laughs> payday. What? Because um, you have the book out now. Uh, my husband wears the short shorts in this family. By the way, you got to see the picture. Uh, yeah, <laughs> short shorts, and you really worked them. Oh yeah, <laughs> like because I mean, yeah. he looks pretty good in them. I have yeah, to well, and and you've got the best period dad period ever. Period, T-shirt on, which yeah. is you know I think it cle- I think it totally completed the ensemble, and then the wallet, whatever. Um, talk about uh, well, I guess we have about thirty seconds. Um, what do you What do you think when you talk about Scott, daughter? What does she mean to you that you'd risk not life and limb, but white legs and public humiliation? My girls mean everything to me. Uh, as a father, when you hold them as a little baby, you just you just long for those days as they grow up and just to sit on your lap and cuddle and just to be a part of their life. You just long for that. Yeah. And as you hit the teenage years and you're not as important, you have to just hang on to those early years and, and know they will come back. They, they will come back. And they will. And you, t- you, you know, raise them up, teach them the correct principles. They'll, they'll do it. 
Right? Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Scott and Becky McIntosh in studio, authors of the book, My Husband Wears the Short Shorts in This Family. Um, by the way, parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. Go check out their website, lifesshortlessons.com. They're speakers, they're trainers, and uh, they can tailor your pants if you need it done. <laughs> We're taking a break. More with the Macintoshes when we come back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, in studio today, but not sporting his Daisy Duke shorts. Scott McIntosh and Becky McIntosh are joining us. Scott is the uh, the viral YouTube sensation. Um, is it is it on video? How did no? You just you were on you were on television and all that. You got a bunch of attention for this one photo. You got to see the photo of. Uh, Scott sporting his best dad ever T-shirt and his Daisy Duke shorts, trying to teach his daughter the importance, really, of who she is. You don't have to dress like this. You don't have to look like a goof like dad. <laughs> Letting her know that what you wear will get attention. That's it. Yeah. That's the point, yeah. huh? Because it, <laughs> it definitely did. I heard you she got picked up at that. dinner there that night. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of people hitting on me, but I turned them away. Sorry, I'm just here to eat with my family. Yeah. Um, but then Becky was smart enough to take this story and put a – put a book together you wrote a book yeah because somebody said hey you need to write a book i had a really smart friend that called and said you need to do a book and here's the title yeah, yeah. well she actually lined out the title my husband wears the short shorts in this family yeah and then on it there's just a picture of dad but you didn't know you were being photographed your smart alex son that by the way gave you the idea to get the shorts <laughs> he that's played the, you Scott. The one. he did he, he stood right in front of me when i was looking over his shoulder at the menu and I thought he was texting. He was pointing his phone towards me, but I thought he was texting. And then when I realized he was trying to take a picture, I tried to hurry and stop oh. that. So that's why I don't have a very nice look on yeah. my face. But... You look mad. <laughs> like, I'm going well, to I'm kill you. Grumpy, but yeah. no. but, but you, what's, what's also amazing is Becky is actually uh, now making millions of dollars on this book. That's right. <laughs> yeah. At the expense of her husband. But it's, it's okay. I'm married so to her. She if, shares if with me. If each one right. of your millions of listeners. Oh, wouldn't they? So everybody out Amazon there. And, and they can get it on Amazon. My husband yeah. wears the short short in this family, which is, I mean, I'm sure there's not a lot of books like that. No, parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. But, you're, but okay. in it, you've got parenting tips, other lessons to learn. Right. So the, give us some more yeah, of your lessons. The first part of the book is the story of the yeah. short, short story. And then it's followed by 10 life's lessons that we've learned in raising our seven children. Yes. Then there's a bonus chapter at the end by our oldest son who wrote some of his life lessons. Oh, cool. That's um, great. his dad. So there's some really good stuff in here, some That's... really good feedback on you know, it, it truly is parenting with courage, humor, and, well, a, and a whole lot of love. Well, I mean, that, that I think, honestly, because you can go try to tell your child not to wear short shorts, which you probably tried. I know you tried. That yeah. conversation happened a lot. <laughs> and then with four girls, it probably had to be told over and over. And, and just right. not the shorts, but anything. Right. Um, but it, what's amazing about it is humor may reach them a lot faster and easier than having a long discussion. And you didn't really spoil the dinner. 
I mean, for some, you probably spoiled dinner. <laughs> but most, most of them, they just had dinner. But it, what I think is cool is you made the point. You showed your love. You can you can talk about it forever now with her. It's it's a moment for you guys. But you used humor instead of a beat down. I mean, emotionally, we'd rather just beat him down. Exactly. A couple <laughs> days after this, my oldest son, he called me and he says, Dad, he says, the coolest thing about this whole story is this is one of those moments that we're going to be talking about at your funeral someday. And he <laughs> no, says, this so is one true. of those things that will not go away. Well, you know you're going to yeah. be buried in those shows. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was before it went viral. He said that. So now, yeah, I probably oh, will be buried. Oh, you're so dead. Yeah. And you know what's sad is you're dead. So it's like, what can you do about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah put them in the short shorts. Yeah. Make sure it happens, Great, okay, Becky? And be careful what you put on social media. That's a, that's you know, it takes on a life of its own. Because that's that long, is. You can't take it back. Your son just He's, shot it out on Twitter, and then all of a sudden, in a few minutes, it's up to sixty views or yeah, likes. In a matter of minutes. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Teach us some things back from your book. Well, you know, one of my one of my favorite chapters. I, I talk about my father. It's in a chapter called Look for the Good. Okay. It's looking for the – look instead of criticizing, look for the good um, to compliment and, and encourage your, your children. But my father, he gave me some really good advice. He said, be interested in what your teenagers are interested in because they're not really interested in what you're interested yeah, in. Right. And, you know, that's not a criticism to their age group. Yeah. That's their age and stage of, of – of where they're at and, and growing up. But if you're interested in what they're interested in, it opens up doors of yeah. communication and, and opportunities to an, encourage and just, you know, builds the relationship. So it's, it's an automatic door in, isn't it? Absolutely. Because that, they've already, they're not good. At, they're not going to change. No. And so you can, I really want you to come be interested in church history. Like I am, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. No, no. But if you get into their music and it's funny, you can almost get into anything really. Like if you can just get into how fast your son runs. Exactly. <laughs> I have a son that he's always talking, always talking about how fast he runs. By the way, he's 18 and it's like, no, I'm just kidding. He's like 10, but um, he runs really fast. And if I go watch him or if I go run with him, not run, I just, I can't run. I'll Walk pulse fast. Him. But he'll, he'll talk my ear off. And now all of a sudden I know, okay, I know one way to access his brain. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. You know, and you and, learned that from daddy. Yeah, I did. And, and one, another great thing I learned from my parents is they were always there f- for us. To every event that we were participated in, they were there. Yeah. And, and we've done that for our kids. We've sat through a lot of piano lessons, uh-huh. and, I mean, piano recitals, dance recitals, sporting events. Yeah competitions um you'd be you'd be there for your for your kids and that's important that they know that they're of worth that somebody cares about them tell me what you learned about life from your dad about you okay because one of the things we've been talking on the show is the importance of a daddy-daughter kind of relationship Mm -hmm. and what what did you i mean here now you're an author you uh you've married a pretty hot guy dashing <laughs> tight shorts guy um but what what is what you told us a great lesson from your dad what what have you learned about you about being a woman about being a daughter of god yeah great question i just threw it at you yeah yeah my dad was always treated me with such respect and was always praising me and and he believed in me mm-hmm. he believed in me that knowing that I would make good choices, and that meant the world to me. I only remember one time letting my father down. Really? And, you and remember, he, I remember just the, you know, the one time. And, and um, Did he tell you? It made me so sad. Oh. <laughs> it's so sad. 
And, um, yeah, he was just always there for me. I knew I was uh, special to him, and he looked up to me, and he knew I was going to make good choices. That's and great. so I, I didn't ever want to disappoint him. But it's funny. You still remember the one. Yeah. And yet, I bet he doesn't. Yeah. Is he alive? He's not. So he probably doesn't. Well, now so he knows everything. Now, well, now he's looking like, oh, know. man, yeah. she let me down more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I lost my father. short memory. <laughs> he's watching your videos. Exactly. Whoa. She was sneaking out. <laughs> no, um, no. But that's interesting. He, he probably didn't think. He probably wouldn't remember that too much. Or was it pretty – do you want to share that one thing? I think it would be just fun. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it was. Good. I just remember yeah, let it letting go. down. I, I was a, a pretty good pretty good kid and pretty good teenager. Good. So, And because of my my, my parents. And, well, that's why he knew he, yeah. he knew you'd do the right thing. There you go. Um, what else? Give us another lesson. What's, what, what's another one of your favorite lessons from the book? Well, the you know the the be there for your kids that we we talked about. Choose to be happy. You know, that's a choice. Happiness comes from inside you. You choose, and I had yeah. the opportunity to go to India and see extreme poverty and the most happiest people no. that I've been around. Well, and there's a huge nothing. right. Wealth is not correlated to happiness yeah. after a certain level, right? Right, and uh, you know we live in a world of bigger, better, more brings yeah. happiness and. And that it's important to, to teach your, your kids that there's – the happiness is, is a choice. It comes from inside and it comes from serving others, from stepping out of your your own um, self-pity or – I don't know. That's not the yeah. right word. But, yeah, you know, just, to, yeah, your own worldview, your own – yeah, pity party. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> And, and to, to to serve others and 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 you know makes you makes you feel good and and see that that you don't have it so bad. Did did you guys ever think? I mean, it snuck up on me this kid thing. Now we had them, and I knew I was there, and I know that they're mine. And I watched every one of them being born and cut the cord, and it was beautiful. And then one by one, you bring them home, and then it's there's this compounding effect that it's not like just it's. You know, one child tripled our energy, our our need for energy, and started taking all of its reserves. Then two made it even harder, and it was compounding. Um, did you, as you see them going one by one, dropping off your mm-hmm. radar? I mean, they're still there, kind of in the greater periphery. What uh, what would you tell future? What would you tell the parents that are right in the mix? Teenage girls, let's say five, actually five teenagers, let's say in six and a half years. What would you tell those that are losing their energy and starting to feel hopeless? Through the teenage years, yeah. be there for them, love them, listen. Now, that was a lot of one of one of the things that I wasn't the best at was listening that I had to just really, really um, focus on yeah. to listen, to listen to what they're saying and their their feelings. Um, validate them. That's really important. It's huge. And just love and be there and create a safe environment um, so that they can can speak and 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 really share what what's going on in, inside. But but to know that that teenage years they passed and pass so fast. Yeah. And and I we both love teenagers. We've spent. Most of our adult life, working with different teenage, with teenage programs, and in our community, and in, and in church, and in our, our own children, and 
and we made our home the the fun the teenage the home. teenage home and yeah. and now we're down to our last one but on the weekend there's still there's probably 20 teens do they all just gather around there. they do do you oh, think- we can't find a parking spot we come home and i'm <laughs> like oh my gosh i can't even park the car and she says scott are you forgetting no we want our home to be this home oh uh-huh. i thought she was gonna say scott pull your shorts out yeah. <laughs> get your shorts out that'll clear the place no, right she now. has to remind me hey yeah. scott wrap it up give us your view um what would you say to those parents that you know are dealing with the troubled teens maybe? What would you say to dads when it comes to their daughters? What, what do we need to know? What's the closing word on this? Well, it's kind of like um, hugging a, a hedgehog or a porcupine. You know, it's, it's tough to get in there and hug them when you yeah. want to. And so you just got to continue to be there for them. Everything that they're involved with, you've got to be there. And, and that's going to be the thing that stands out because their friends are going to be saying, your dad's to everything. You know, this is wonderful. I wish my dad would do this. Yeah. That's been the overwhelming thought in this book is, is the comments we get is the people who have sent messages in that said, I wish I had a father that loved me enough to do that. Wow. And that's what we need to do as parents of teens right now is just do anything that shows them that we love them. Yeah. Even if they don't appreciate it at the time. Just keep doing it. One day it'll make sense. Well, and, and let them know, always know. They can always come back to you no matter what they are, no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing. They can always come back to you, and they will be loved unconditionally. Absolutely. Don't build a wall. Yeah. Beautiful. Well done, kids. Again, the book, My Husband Wears the Short Shorts in This, in the, in this Family, Parenting with Humor, Courage, and a Whole Lot of Love. That's Becky and Scott McIntosh. And uh, go to their website, Life's Short Lessons. Lifeshortlessons.com. We're going to take a break, come back, wrap up the show again. We're talking dads and daughters. The power you have, Dad, it's incredible. Don't let it slip through your hands. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. There's the hoedown music, which means it is time to get your straw hat. Oh, are you okay in there, Mike? I'm good. Okay. Oh, I Just, thought uh, you were... ho- I'm hoeing down. Well, is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because it, it looked... A Stop bringing emergency. out the garden tools. Yeah. No, it looked really... Uh, did you see that one? I did. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. having a spasm yeah. or something. Yeah, I was yeah, concerned. Yeah. I thought he was choking. <laughs> anyway, I guess dance away. Um <laughs> Get your straw hat on. Today, uh, we've been talking about the importance of fathers in the lives of their daughters. And again, we could go a million different directions with this, right? But Sean has been putting together a list. Uh, and I think it is, it's, it is an, it's a complete list. Is that accurate, Sean? This is, this is everything this on is earth. Not, I don't, no, this is not a complete list because okay. I've been updating this list all day long when I think of something. Okay. I, I did find something at a web page, at, a, at a, a blog page from Dr. Ashley Robic. Say that again. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. I just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. But she had a very nice list of 10 lessons that dad dads will teach their daughters. I think these are some of these are lessons that you're you're going to teach inevitably. You, exactly. Oh boy. Things like you will teach your daughter how to expect to be treated by the men in her life. Uh-huh. Well, we've heard that two or three mm-hmm. times, huh? Her boyfriends, her husband. Yeah. She'll watch how you treat her mother, and that's what she will expect. Oh, that's scary. That's why I feel sorry for the guys that are going to try and date my daughters. Well, because well, you treat your wife incredibly well. You take I her to movies. So. You make her food. Mm-hmm. Mm. You will teach your daughter that she doesn't need a man in her life, but she may want one. 
That's a cool idea. It's yeah. not a need. It's you want to be independent enough to exactly. Yeah, that's cool. You will teach your daughter that she's smart when you praise her brains. Hmm. You will teach your daughter that she's pretty when you praise her beauty. You will teach your daughter that she's funny when you praise her humor. That's great. So tell her she's smart. Tell her she's pretty. Tell her she's funny. That's great. It's kind of like the line from um, um, The Help. Did you ever see the movie The Help? Yes, but I don't remember. Viola Davis. What does she say? The character. She's the the three things. And I'm trying. I cannot remember them for the life of me right now. It's my favorite part of the movie, though. She's telling the little girl in the movie, you're smart. You're funny. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. This, and you're beautiful. Remember, so the black help was help was telling the white exactly. girl, right? Wasn't it the white girl? Yes, yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Juan's looking it up. Uh, he's doing um, research just as if he would if he were at law school. Yes. Uh, number seven, you'll teach your daughter how to throw a ball. There you go. And when you do, don't teach her to throw like a girl. Yeah. My daughter, by the way, my son-in-law fell in love with my daughter because she can beat him in a lot of sports. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he's like an all-state athlete. And so, but, you know, they're also fairly competitive. Okay, you have it? Mm-hmm. We looked it up. So it's, uh, officially, it's you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was a, gr- a great line. Three you'll, more to add. That's good. You'll teach your daughter that she's worth being listened to. Mm-hmm. Turn off the TV, put down the newspaper, and listen to her. Yeah. You will teach your daughter that she is just as capable as your son. There you go. I don't have this problem. I don't have sons. But I do have. Do you, you, know, they need, have do you need some? Because no. I could just shoot some over for no. a weekend. No. Okay. This will translate into her learning that she is just as capable as the men she will encounter in other avenues in her yeah. life, like her career. Yep. Mm. It's a big one. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You will teach your daughter that it's okay to express her emotions, and that sometimes you need to be tough, and sometimes you need to be soft. That's great. You'll teach your daughter to search for her passions. You do that by exposing her to many different things and help her find those passions, which will serve her well in life and help her to define who she is and what she values. Which uh, the Macintoshes were talking about, mm-hmm. if you can go figure out what they like doing and then actually like doing it with them, yep. doing it with them, is that, that sounds yeah. weird. But uh, I would sit and just listen to my daughter play the piano because once she got good, then it's just like it's like free entertainment. See, I'm lucky. I have one of my daughters who's very into Legos. Oh, really? Yeah. So do you, you Lego it up a lot? Mm, a bit sometimes, yeah. Why don't you take some pictures? We'll put those on our <laughs> Facebook page. You will teach your daughter to be confident and to stand up for what she believes in. Hmm. And you do this by being confident yourself and standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, we need more people taking a healthy stand. You'll teach your daughter that she is her own person and there, and you are there to help guide her to become the best person that she can be. And later when she reflects on her dad, she will be thankful for all that you have done. Wow. Now, did you notice how you were going to teach all these things? No. Every single one of them. Oh, example. Exactly. Yeah, you can't just talk to them and tell no. them. I've tried that. <laughs> it doesn't work. There's another trick I've learned, though. You don't let your daughter <laughs> take debate. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then she's just going to want to debate you. And then by the time she's like a, you know, a state finalist, you're, clear, you, you're dead. You're done. Yeah. Over. Then she'll win everything. So I'm surprised argument. your daughter's not wanting to go like into law school like Juan. Well, you know what? Yeah. No. Tell her don't go. Yeah. Don't go. <laughs> she can come to one of the classes. He doesn't want and the then competition. she'll decide by herself. Yeah, is it that bad? But there are some other things that I added to this list. You have made your own list. Well, a little Sean-ism. bit. Some, somewhat. Teach car maintenance yes. to your daughter. Yes. 
Yes. Teach them how to change the oil, how to change a tire. Could you teach them how to get a French fry out between my seat and my my center console? Mm Because I can't reach it, and I need a little girl hand. You need to save that there for when you wreck so you have some sort of sustenance. That's true. Case I, on the case side I rolled of the road over during the snowstorm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, if my car rolled over, I'd, I'd be probably killed by French fries. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a commercial around here about this girl who is driving to her graduation party, and she gets a flat tire, and so she has to call the company in order to change the tire. And I, I'm just thinking, no, no, but that's what I get out of the my car kids. and change the tire. Yeah, but I'm why sorry. when you're already paying for it? Just get there. Somebody get my daughter off the road. I'm sorry. Another one. Teach them to speak boy. Okay. That's great. Like boy talk. Exactly. Like so Teach use... them what boys are saying. Yeah. Like when he says, Hey, you look hot, what that really means exactly. is Exactly. I want to marry you. Mm-hmm. Is that what that means, one? In trans- Sometimes. Lost this in is one I want to teach my daughters, and not everybody's going to agree with this one, but teach them it's okay to ask a guy out. I love that. Also teach them that if they do, they better be ready to pay for the date. That's right. I love that. In fact, mm-hmm. Mike Pond from I Likey the Mikey, he totally agrees. Right. But then right after that, teach them about rejection. Teach them to take rejection like a man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then next, teach them humor. Yeah, you got to laugh. You have to be able to laugh in life or it's not going to be. Especially when you get rejected after asking a girl or a guy out. Exactly. And some guys are going to be put off by that, I think. Oh, yeah. But who cares? Especially in the kind of the culture around here. Again, when when you're a 40-year-old single, then we'll worry about it. Exactly. But until then. Lastly. Yeah. One that I think is, is one of the most important things, especially in today's society, teach them reality versus fantasy. When you're watching as when you when you have as much uh, media coming at you as we do in this day and age, yeah. you got to know the difference between reality and fantasy. I love it. Which is the whole reason we did the show is because we've got you know we've got dads. We've got to step up and, and teach our daughters that you're not just a body to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a great quote for you on our way out from Robert Fulgham. Don't worry that your children never listen to you. Worry that they are always watching you. You're the example, dads. Tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at addiction and what you can do if it's affecting you or your family. Again, remember the goal of the show is to help you find uh, a good life and, and create and you know customize your own great life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. More tomorrow right here on BYU Radio.